Let the truth be told. Hi, I am Iria Enahimio. Plagues, pandemics, they come and they go. When the Nigerian tells you, Kokuma must die, it's often said in jest, but the statement is profound. Who is Kokuma? First, you have to know who Abiku is. Abiku are those beings that in African mythology are believed to suffer a cycle of births, deaths, and rebirths. During one of such cycles, they are trapped on earth through powerful spiritual intervention. Among Nigeria's Yoruba people, they are often then named Kokumo, which literally means this one has escaped that cycle of rebirths. But man is mortal, and someday Kokumo must die. The coronavirus is currently devastating the entire universe, crippling great and small nations, demonizing the newest and most revolutionary scientific feats, bewildering the world's greatest scientists and physicians, and granting tyranny reign over scientific truths. Around the world, it has redefined leadership, the nature of leadership. COVID-19 has shamed face masks and gloves, made them important, and sent ventilators running out of breath, fighting to supply enough air to victims. Yet, someday, hopefully soon, the underbelly of COVID-19 will be found, and coronavirus must die, as did smallpox before it, polio, birth flu, Ebola, and all the other pandemics. But there are others, the ones that always escape. I call them the Houdini viruses, and they are the deadliest the world has ever known. Two of them. And they have evaded all probes or reckoning. Immigration laws and border walls cannot stop them. They seize the mind, render the victim visionless, and cripple all immune systems. No vaccines have been found, may be found. There is no research going on even. No attempt to manufacture vaccines or antibodies. They have survived for centuries and have built colonies, kingdoms, fiefdoms all over the world. Europe, Asia, Russia, even America. And especially Africa, where they have conquered and breed a regenerating species of converts, worshippers and acolytes in high and low places. They have defied the UN, NATO, scientists of all genres, and when they hear the mention of the World Health Organization, they ask in defiance, Who? Long after the coronavirus would have gone, they will join the multitude of those who flood the streets in loud celebration of survival. And we shall not recognize them or see how much harm they do to us because they are always with us. In their mildest form, the symptoms of these two viruses manifest as idiocy. And that can be very difficult to confirm. It's not easy to accuse someone of being an idiot. A little narcissism, a little arrogance or megalomania is all he needs as cover. A grown man is up in the middle of the night, oblivious of all presence, fingering a glowing little object almost the size of his palm. Or he's talking to nobody in particular, or laughing to himself, or tweeting. Do you dare accuse him of idiocy? Oh. Is it that one with wires hanging out of his ears who walks into a ditch in broad day with his eyes wide open? In the old days, things were relatively cheap. Even common sense wasn't so expensive. Common sense was common. 
But during the last few decades of the 20th century, common sense seems to have fled and fear has become prevailing currency. And fear has always been a good and persuasive weapon. And the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Africa knows that. Once upon a colonial master, Africa surrendered her all, her faith and her fate to the man with the good book in one hand and a sword in the other. In the beginning, those who declared themselves men of God preached about heaven and hell, and they said that the visa to either could be obtained through the good deed or the evil deed. Good guys went to heaven and bad guys went to hell. And they told how much easier it was for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to go into heaven. In those days, we did not utter idiotic greetings like Happy New Month. No one had any doubt that soon the days would become months. We trusted the Almighty that he would fulfill his promise even as night is replaced by day and the seasons fulfill their cycle. And we rejoiced and said hello to the neighbor. We reserved happy for the new year or the birthday the big and soul-stirring occasions, and our hearts sang songs of praise and gratitude. But as the 20th century ebbed into the 21st, a new and blinding faith emerged, and the immigration laws regarding heaven and hell seemed to have been reviewed and tariffs imposed at heaven's gate, closing it permanently to the meek and the poor. Piety and servitude to the Lord God Almighty no longer seemed sufficient to lead a man through the gates of the home of angels. The poor and the meek, it seems, now have to pay with their blood for jets that fly the rich to the palaces and virgins in heaven. The gates of heaven are now locked and bolted, and the minion must with sweat and blood, with tithes and burnt offerings, feast vampires on earth or die of coronavirus or the curse of 5G. Today, we are colonized by the fear of faith, the absolute belief in the existence of the non-existent, the belief that hope is reality. Never before has the fear of the unseen been more persuasive. No guns, no swords required. In every street corner, loudspeakers blast the message, along with a caveat. Put all your eggs in the face basket or perish. Faith without works is dead. And that caveat, Titan offerings, is the fire that propels the very fear of faith itself. The fear that we either do not have it at all, or we do not have enough of it. And the intercessors, those who claim that they have a direct communication route to the Almighty, are unequivocal about it. Today, we fear that we may not have displayed enough faith and gratitude. And the gab has become the monk. Now, when the preacher's promise does not happen, it must be our fault that we do not possess faith, certainly not enough of it. The victim becomes the villain. Then we wonder, how have we sinned? Have we perhaps withheld our taxes? In houses of faith, they are called tithes, those funds that enable dubious men of God to buy private jets and fly all over the world on behalf of the faithful, who watch through the clouds till their necks stiffen. A grown man is practically visibly dying with pain from migraine, or he's shivering violently, his face contorted with anguish, and without any skin left to form new wrinkles. You can feel his pain and you think you could help, so you ask him, are you all right? He mutters to you. I am strong. Do you dare call him an idiot? If you do, 
What will you say of the other fellow who is dying of hunger? Not a dime in his pocket, but he tells you, I am rich. Great. Can he give you some money? And he smiles sheepishly at you and says, as he pulls out his empty pockets, but that's what I'm trying to tell you. I am rich. Then he falls down on his knees, sobbing. And the only sense you can make of his babble is that he's praying to God for some money with the blood of a lamb that was tortured and slain. And then you wonder, why would he think God will give to the rich and abandon the meek and the poor? It is the virus, my friend. One of the two that got away. Some fellow declared that cataract is the third biggest cause of blindness. Religion and politics remain the first two, he said. Well, I'd like to tweak that a little and replace politics with tribalism, which is, of course, interchangeable with race. So, four major causes of blindness, the big four, in this order. Religion, race, or tribe at the local level. Then, politics, and then cataract. And the vicious duo, the Houdini viruses, are religion and racism, or tribalism if you like. They are the two most vicious viruses humanity has ever known. They are the ones that science has not found a cure for, has never cared about. The ones that no political ideology, call it democracy, plutocracy, autocracy, or whatever you like. They are twin viruses that no political ideology has curbed, and I'm afraid they never will. And the rest of the world is too busy inventing nukes to worry about twin viruses whose major victims belong to the black race, to Africa to be more specific. And China or Wuhan has nothing to do with it. Think about it. <laughs>